we're back with the first podcast of 2023. Uh, we love to have interesting guests on our podcast and we love a story or three. Today's guest, therefore, is an ideal person to talk to. Um, in my time getting to know Bill, he's proven to be kind, generous, interesting, and a fascinating person. He's a key person in the world of HR. His network is extraordinary, and his grasp and influence on all things HR is a sight to behold. To get Bill on our podcast is a real coup. Bill is an editor and publisher for the HR Gazette, a host for the extremely popular HR Chad podcast, which I was delighted to be a guest on last year, which has had over 500 episodes and over 250,000 downloads. If you've not listened to it before, make that the first action you take post today's podcast. Bill is also an associate editorial director with HR Review and also is also front and centre for a number of the phenomenal events that make up Disrupt HR. He is directly involved in Disrupt HR for London, Cambridge and Norwich. More about that later. Bill has interviewed some extraordinary people for some extraordinary brands, some of which I'm pleased to see aligned to people Connor have done or are doing work with. UPS, for instance, is one of the, of the brands that Bill has interviewed and for which you will find on our website a great case study. Bill, like ourselves, has links to NASA thanks to his interviews and is an all-rounder when it comes to media, marketing and business development. It's always a pleasure to spend time with Bill and I'm delighted to be able to turn the tables and interview Bill himself for a change. Bill will have a unique perspective to offer. Like ChatGPT, he will have access to lots of information from lots of sources to enable a cohesive and considered perspective on all things HR. Unlike ChatGPT, Bill will be able to add some personality, unique perspectives and bring to life all of the things he's seen and hearing. Welcome, Bill. Steve, great to be here. Thank you very much. I'm uh, I'm excited, but I'm also nervous because I usually get to do what you're doing. But this time, like you said, uh, the, the tables have turned. Fantastic. So, Bill, you're involved in loads of interesting things and uh, you've got a wealth of contacts and experience. I've just given you an intro. Is there anything I missed out that our, our listeners will want to know about? Well, let's see. Uh, I'm, I'm also I'm, I'm a proud dad to a two and a half year old toddler called Arthur, who is awesome. Um, although he keeps us up at night sometimes. Um, I am a devoted partner. I'm a Norwich City fan. I'm a Blue Jays fan. That's the baseball for those folks listening in the UK. Um, I I uh, obviously like yellow because I'm Norwich City. And my secret secret superpower, Steve, is that I play the didgeridoo. Um, I'm also a proud holder of a Canadian passport in addition to a UK one. Um, so they may not know that. Um, and I, I'm not sure if you mentioned it there, but I also produce events over in Canada in the US. Uh, I've, got a, I've got a little marketing agency and uh, I like to cover events when, I, when I've got some, got some spare time. Um, I think that's about it. Fantastic. Glad to see we've got more things in common as well. Because I'm a bit into my music. I used to play didgeridoo. Whenever I played, it was known as the didgeridoo. Um, so you must be a bit more talented than me. What does two tw 2023 look like for you, Bill? Well, um, the, the the past few years have been about about the family. Um, we've got a young family, and on the business side, uh, mainly mainly the podcast or working on the other podcasts kind of uh, saw saw us through that period. Um, but I'm now I'm I'm now happy to be back producing events in the UK and in Canada and, and elsewhere, uh, plus covering events such as uh, we've got Cherms coming up in June and uh, we'll be covering a bunch of the HRPA 
which is uh, an Ontario, mainly Ontario focused uh, HR association over in Canada and, and various others. So those are some of the things coming up for me, Steve. Fantastic. So busy as ever, but loving the fact that you're managing to get that world life balance in there, that you're doing the best things for your family as well. That's great to hear. And I think that's something that comes up a lot on HR podcasts about um, how we look after ourselves and how we look after each other. So it's great to hear the business side of things and all those great things you're doing, but to hear the other side as well. Superb. Right. So what are your hopes for you this year and, and HR? And I know you talk about recruitment tech. And there's lots of things going on in the world. So come on, tell us all about your hopes. What do you, what things would you like to see happen this year? Well, um, my my hopes in terms of just let's, let's start with just generally how we should be as as people before we get into uh, the specifics of HR is I hope that we continue with those lessons from from the pandemic, Steve. I hope we continue to be kind to each other. I hope we continue to be more empathetic than we were perhaps before uh, the start of 2020. Um, uh, I think that's particularly important given given the global context at the moment, given, for example, the awful war in the Ukraine. So let's let's not forget those lessons. Let's continue to be kind to each other. Um, it, it's too easy, particularly in times, hard times like this, when we've got impending recessions or recessions already kicking in, when people can be a bit more uh, self-absorbed again uh, because they're worrying about the basics. But let's never forget those those lessons that we all we all learn through a very difficult time. Um, on the HR side, well, there are some big opportunities for HR leaders to improve the ways that they work uh, this year and in the coming years, I think. So things like embracing remote work and flexible work arrangements. Don't force your employees to go back to the office if they don't want to, because they will find somewhere else to go. That's my take on that one. Uh, fostering a culture of inclusion, diversity and equity. This is an ongoing battle. So this is something that I hope the HR will keep at the table uh, in 2023 and beyond. Um, investing in employee training and development to upskill and reskill workers. Yeah, I get that budgets are going to be a bit tighter at the moment, but um, it's still important to make sure that as the robots take over, for example, in certain areas, that your people have the necessary skills. Uh, leveraging technology to streamline HR processes and improve employee experiences. That's an ongoing battle. Prioritizing employee health and well-being both physical and mental. And that goes back to what I was saying earlier about some of those lessons, some of the, those experiences that we all went through during the pandemic. This is an ongoing battle for everyone now. Uh, everyone's touched it, whether personally or perhaps family members or, or colleagues by uh, issues around mental health, for example. So we need to continue to be cognizant of that. Um, just a couple of other quick ones, developing and implementing effective strategies, Steve, for, for attracting and retaining yep. top talent, because these are unusual times. We're seeing lots of these knowledge workers being laid off at the moment, of course, but that doesn't mean there's not it's still a huge um, uh, desperate grapple for uh, contingent workers, for hourly workers and whatnot. And you've got to be you've got to be a place where they want to work. And um, I also hope, of course, that we don't forget to be humans along this journey as as the robots do continue to replace some jobs and uh, and we learn where we fit in in this uh in this interesting decade that we're all living through absolutely as ever you've got your finger on the pulse and as ever i love the fact that you bring a human side to human resources um it's absolutely brilliant to hear all the time and it, it never amazes uh, ceases to amaze me in terms of that uh, you know everything that's going on out there. Um, you're talking about all <laughs> of the key trends. You know what businesses should be focusing on. Um, you know, I think you're the wrong side of the fence. You shouldn't be interviewing HR people. You should be doing their jobs. So you, you're obviously doing a do a great job of it. 
but you obviously do get to interview a lot of people, particularly on HR Chat, and there's the work you do with HR Gazette. I've been lucky enough to be a guest on HR Chat, and I'm, I love listening to it. So tell us more about those uh, areas of your life. Yeah, so um, my my background was in publishing and events. I started off at uh, a big media house in West London called Haymarket, um, owned by uh, uh, Michael Heseltine. I'm, I'm not sure if he still owns it today. It was many years ago that I worked there. So Tarzan. that's where I... Tarzan, as they, <laughs> as some people have called him, uh, not me. If you're listening, <laughs> Michael Heseltine. Um, so that that's kind of that's kind of where I I, I cut my teeth in in the world of media, and um, it was something that I, I enjoyed a lot. Uh, so it, it led me on to a position where I was uh, an editor at uh, hrreview.co.uk, and I do guest host their podcasts uh, these days um so do check that one out the hr in review podcast listeners uh, that's that's for the, for the uk audience they've got a big newsletter of about sixty thousand. so I, I do that on a regular basis but the main podcast that i host as you mentioned there that's that's the hr chat pod um so uh, i started the hr gazette uh, an online magazine in 2014 it talks about everything to do with the world of work and then the hr chat podcast in 2016 um, before I had all of this grey hair, Steve. Um, and, <laughs> you and uh, me both. <laughs> it, yeah, it's great fun. It's it, it's it, it's uh, it was a bit of a labour of love to get it going to get to a point where we had a critical mass and a number of downloads and all that jazz. Um, but along the way, my goodness me, I've I've been very lucky to to interview some pretty impressive people. So a big part of my job is I get to sit and listen and learn. Um, so what's not to like about that? Absolutely. And there's something you re- you said there that I really picked up on. And it's typical of people who are successful and really good at what they do. They're very humble. And they say words like, I'm lucky enough to do this. I'm lucky enough to do that. Um, and I think sometimes you've got to take some of that reflective glory. You're lucky for a reason. You've worked hard for that luck. And it was really noticeable when sat on HR chat with you as a host, you had a great way of making me feel comfortable. And I hear it in all of the other podcasts you do as well. You make people feel special. You make people feel comfortable. Yeah, I think I've got an insight as to why that's important to you. You've shared about the human side of things and the kindness of things. But how do you go about it? And what what could other podcasters learn from you? Well, um, firstly, uh, shucks. Steve, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I'm, I'm going. I'm, I'm blushing a little bit here for our, for our audio uh, audience. Um, well, I mean, I, for me, I, I I've always I, my, my I started. When I was when I was a kid, before before I got my first proper job, if you like, you know, when I, yeah. when I was when I was at school and then university, and then when I was travelling for a bit, I, I worked in bars. I, I was in I was in hospitality, and um, I was I was always taught that the customer is always right, and that um, uh, you should try and entertain your people and make them have a great time. And um, uh, I, I've personally always enjoyed that because I, I I enjoy that that human connection piece. I like to learn about people. I'm genuinely interested in people maybe it's because i'm a very, from a very rural part of uh, of the uk where there weren't that many strangers when i was a boy i don't know um um but i i don't know i guess maybe that was ingrained in me um from, from when i was in hospitality and i took that into my career um i like to i like to chat to people steve i like to learn about them and um, um we are all here just to learn about each other and try and help each other i think and and then spread that knowledge and spread that love. That's the Fantastic. I take. And it, and that doesn't surprise me at all from all the things that I know about you. And I can 
see that you really enjoy what you're doing. It's lovely when you see someone with a passion. It's great in terms of you talk about your early experiences as well. Certainly HR teams I've built in the past, I've found some of the best people I've brought into my teams have come from a retail background for the same reason, that they're really good at dealing with humans. They have that customer first mentality. So again, it kind of feels great to kind of hear some of that stuff reaffirmed by someone um, who I value very much. Um, so thinking about all those other people you've interviewed, you've interviewed hundreds of HR pros, leaders on different podcasts, including HR Chat and HR Review already. Can you point to two or three guests who've particularly inspired you? I thought you might ask me this one, Steve. Um, the, the short answer is no, there's so many. So I'm just going to I'm going to blurt a bunch of names at you of people right. that I just think are awesome and been on the show. And then actually, I'd like to highlight one. Uh, one episode that I recorded last year, which had a particular impact on me. Uh, awesome. Okay. That would be wonderful. Um, um, so just in terms of uh, super awesome people that have been on the show, and my goodness me, I've, I've recorded for the HR chat pod alone. Um, I think we're uh, uh, touching about 550 episodes as, as you and I record this conversation yeah. today. So that they've been, they've been a few, uh, but um, the, the great, the great, amazing Dave Rich, uh, the, the father of modern of HR. I got to start there, right? Uh, Torin Ellis, he spoke at the amazing guy, amazing guy. He spoke at the Disruptive HR London last year. Fantastic guy. What an inspiration. Uh, William Tinkup, um, if you want to know anything about the world of recruitment tech in North America and the world, then he's he's your go to, in my opinion. Um, there's a there's a chap that I got to work with for a little while on a magazine called Talent Culture, Kevin Grossman, lovely, lovely human being. Uh, he now heads up uh, the candidate experience awards and and uh and a couple of other associations on the west coast fantastic guy uh rob catalano has been on the show a few times rob and i right. produced an event series in toronto called innovate work and um, that's very much about giving back to the, the hr and tech community there and he's just been a delight so um great interview guest but also a wonderful human being that i've got to work with uh, um a couple more there before i mentioned the, the one that did have the impact on me um pauline james uh, she's fantastic. She knows why. I don't need to say any more about Pauline. <laughs> uh, same goes for Lee Mitchell, Stephen Shedlevsky from uh, Simon Sinek. Um, he had a big impact on me, and I got him on a couple, couple of times on the show. Um, but the m- most impactful conversation that I've had, I think, for a while was back in February, maybe the very beginning of March of last year, of, of 2022. And that was at the very start of the, the Russian invasion of Ukraine. And um, uh, there was a guy who reached out to our editorial team, and um, his name was Vladimir Gendelman, and he was he was the founder of a, of a company based in the US, but he was originally from Kharkiv in, in the Ukraine. And he 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 had to come on the, the show. He had to share his story to to um, to tell our listeners about his employees' experience right then, and his his employees' experience was they were being bombed. You know that they, they were being bombed. They were having conversations with him on a, on a on a daily basis to a update him that they were still alive, um, and and b to figure out ways to to get them out of the country. Um, and but those conversations were so complicated because it wasn't just about them; it was about their, for example, their their older family members who wouldn't leave. Um, what does a guy like like he him do when he's trying to help his employees? who are trapped in this awful, awful situation. And I left that conversation, Steve, and I went downstairs and I saw my partner and I burst into tears. Sure. Um, and it was, so just in terms of the the most impactful uh, conversation that I've had for a while, um, 
that that has to be it that's wonderful to hear in terms of how it's impacted you and how it's made you think about the world um it's a really touching story to hear you you must have a wish list as well of people that you want to talk to so who who would be your perfect guest that you haven't interviewed yet well, I, so I've interviewed you. So I mean, I'm there now, really. I, you know, I, I could sign <laughs> off tomorrow, and I, I'd be a happy man. Um, well, I've got I've got Josh Person booked in for no March, actually. So um, a few years ago, I was covering this event for um, a company called Virgin Pulse, and um, that was down in in New Orleans, New Orleans. And uh, my goodness me, it was hot. And uh, and Josh Person <laughs> was there, and he was chatting away. He was, you know, he was going around the tables, chatting away to people, uh, shaking some hands and whatnot. And I did go up to him to approach him, but then he moved on to this next person. He was chatting away to them. And I, I'd like to think I'm usually quite a gregarious person, Steve. But um, I backed away, and I and I I didn't I didn't take my moment to say, hey, Josh, I'm Bill. I'd love to interview you. And that was a se- that was several years ago. So I'm glad that I finally got him on the show. Uh, what an amazing human being um up there with the likes of Dave Rick uh in, in terms of people that that I, I believe uh, have shaped uh the HR industry over the last few decades fantastic not only do you do the podcast you're a pundit you're a community builder you're an influencer whether that be for HR talent in the leadership space what inspired you to focus on building both online and in-person business communities and how do you see these two types of communities complementing each other yeah, well, I'm, I'm, I guess you'd call me a zenial is, is, is a trendy term, right? So I'm, yeah. I'm a millennial, but um, I'm on the cusp. I was born in the early 80s. So uh, one term I've seen is a zenial. And, and therefore, I am a big fan of in-person relationship building. Um, I understand that today, uh, uh, maybe uh, Gen Zers, they've got way more opportunities to keep everything online and digital if they wanted to. Uh, but I started... I started uh, my relationship building, um, my my career relationship building, particularly in person, and I believe in the power of it. So yeah. you've got to keep doing it, right? Um, you can you can do lots of webinars and whatnot and, and te- teach people lots of things that they need to know, but how on earth do you replace that that um, that that meeting that just happens by 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 chance uh, when, you, when you're networking with people uh, and the relationships that you'll get from that or the energy. That you can get from that yeah so you, you've got to have you've got to have the in-person steve but um also there are lots of ways that you can complement that and you can add to it and you can augment it through things like podcasts and webinars and sure and various other t- types of online content so um i like to keep the in-person at the core and then expand around that and and use that to to spread the message to other places got you and i can tell obviously by the touching story you told us earlier how it makes you feel um alongside all the other things it clearly gives you energy um but when did you discover you had the talent for it well, i'm not sure i do steve yeah. uh, it's it, 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 it's it's a work in progress um but um i don't know for, for example with events I've, I've been i've been in and around producing events for for a very long time now um but for me personally it's only been about the last year that i've become comfortable right. on, on on stage um uh, that that's that's been a process and i think that just comes from you know uh doing it over and over again doesn't it yeah, yeah. um on, on the podcast side it's the same i mean i wouldn't necessarily recommend that people listen to hr chat episode one through 50. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Um, but you, you, you learn things, you, you ask people's advice, you ask for their feedback. That, that's really important in, in life yeah. isn't it? To, to, get, to get people's feedback, to help you try and improve the way that, that you present things. Absolutely. I mean, it's, it's important being confident in yourself, but that confidence comes every time. Like you say, there's a maturity element to that. But having the right people around you to guide you, to support you, to coach you, to give you feedback and challenge you when you need challenging, it's got to be a good place to be in. You're clearly a person that's very open to that kind of stuff. Who would you say is in in your network is really good at that kind of stuff that, that um, you really value having them in your network and, and why? Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm super lucky to know lots of um, um, influencers, for want of a better yeah. term, who are, who are fantastic at doing that kind of thing. Um, but I think one person who stands out for me is somebody I've got to work with over a number of years and the way that he's just so authentic in the way that he does build relationships and he inspires people. And he's one of those people that has just got a natural charisma about them and therefore a community comes around him is is the guy I mentioned earlier, Rob Catalano from a company called uh, Work Tango uh, based out of Toronto. Uh, Rob's story is he was employee number whatever, um, pretty, one, one of the first employees at Achievers uh, based in San Francisco. And uh, then uh, he exited there um, and him and a guy he worked with at Achievers started uh, Work Tango in, in Toronto. They bootstrapped the whole thing. And uh, while he was building that business, which by the way, they sold last year uh, to a company called Kazoo. Um, um, he, he started um, the Innovate Work community with, with me and he's just, he's a natural magnet to, for, for awesome people. And he and I had, well, we've had so far over 7,000 people attend those events. Um, so Rob, Rob would be someone I'd highlight, but he is one of many, many, many people who are awesome at doing those sorts of things who I've been lucky to, to chat with in my career. Fantastic. And that kind of gets us down to individual level. So let's widen it out a bit. We've recently kind of become a partner for the Charities HR Network. Traditionally, charities, particularly in the HR space, haven't been great at networking and learning from each other. And what Peter Reeve and the team are doing there are establishing something that's changing all of that. We're delighted to be part of it. But what advice would you give to them and to us into enable, enabling this community to thrive? Well, uh, I think create great content and partner with others who also create great content and can help you uh, spread the word. I think, it's, I think it's as simple as that. You know, if, if you create something that people are going to enjoy, um, then you're onto a winner. I mean, there, there are other factors as well in terms of if it's, um, if we're talking in person events here, then the venue should be cool. Um, and uh, um, the format should be, uh, what people were looking for. But ultimately, I believe that if you create awesome content, people will love it and they'll tell their friends. And that's how that's how we build things. Brilliant. And what about within businesses? What what would you say is they should be looking to do to build and cultivate thriving online and in-person communities? I'm sure there's common challenges and obstacles that you see that they need to overcome in the process. Just tell us your thoughts around all of that, if you can. Um, well, I don't know if you asked me that question maybe 15 years ago when things were a lot more closed off, people were more proprietary. I'd say get over yourselves. But people <laughs> don't tend to be like that these days. People tend to be more open to, to building partnerships. That's huge. Don't assume that you can do everything yourself. 
yeah go out there make friends with people people have got networks and they, they do these things so so connect with them and and help them out and they'll help you out exchange services be be open to trying new things with with with, with new partners I, I think for me that that's got me to a lot of good places with with um different events or other types of content i've created absolutely you remind me of the film and the book yes man and that you say yes to things and good things happen i think uh you picked up earlier when we go when we're going for your introduction you're a norwich city fan and you're a blue jays fan and um that'd be something where you could definitely get excited about and commentating on that world but you get excited about commentating on hr and recruitment tech so what is it that gets you uniquely excited about those arenas I mean, it's such a changing world, isn't it? It's uh, it's 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 so integral now to to every other business process. Uh, the HR department or those that look after talent disciplines. I mean, I've, I've always been a keen student of the humanities, Steve, and people are at the centre of HR and talent. Um, um, I avoided using the term putting the human in human resources. I've had people on my show have used that, uh, several people. I, I would never do such a thing on your show. Um, but, <laughs> but yeah, uh, th things change so quickly, Steve. It's it's multifaceted. For example, we talk about uh, experts in areas such as um, DEI, company culture, recruitment, employment law, or development, L&D, and, and so much more on, on the HR chat pod that um, that's pretty exciting. You know, you get, to, you get to learn about a lot of things which are going on. Fantastic. So, you know, one thing that's definitely going on at the moment, we're seeing it a lot in the news, is ChatGPT. We mentioned it in the intro. Um, in terms of both HR and in terms of from the marketing and editorial point of view, what value can you see ChatGPT kind of bringing into um, all of these spaces? And what changes can you see in the coming years? Yeah, so um, before before maybe talking on the editorial side, in terms of the the HR and recruitment, tech space uh, i mean it's good i think it's gonna be huge um chat, G, G, chat excuse me chat gpt has has the potential to make a big impact in in the workplace by improving people agility um by automating hr processes much more than we've seen so far enhancing communication offering career development resources um improving efficiencies employee engagement uh, ultimately contributing to organizational successes. So, for example, uh, streamlined onboarding, chat GPT could provide new hires with information about company policies, procedures and benefits, um, automation of HR processes. So tools like chat GPT could automate routine HR processes such as time and attendance management and employee information management, leave management and so on. Um, improved employee communication. These sorts of technologies will enhance communication between HR and employees by providing a convenient channel for questions and concerns, uh, maybe adding a bit more anonymity in there when it's needed, of course. Um, and that will lead to higher levels of employee engagement and increase trust in, in the HR department, perhaps. Um, and employee, employee surveys is another big one. Um, mm. So tools like chat. GPT can assist in administering employee satisfaction surveys and analyzing those results, providing valuable insights into employee sentiment and helping to identify areas for improvement. Um, lots of opportunities then. Lots, <laughs> lots of opportunities. And also, uh, you mentioned uh, you know the, the the content marketing, the editorial side too, Steve. Uh, uh, it's going to change everything uh, in in my in my 
sector <laughs> of, uh, of the world. Uh, I, I was chatting to a colleague just last week and uh, the guy was nearly falling out of his chair in terms of the possibilities that chat GPT opens up to, to, uh, to a magazine type business. Um, uh, one, one of the most obvious ways would be um, um, maybe assisting writers. Uh, sure. Speeding speeding up that writing process, right? A, a lot of people are scared. A lot of people in the in the content creation industry are perhaps scared of Chat GPT uh, as replacing their jobs. From what I've read and the videos that I've been watching, that ain't going to be the case. Uh, so, for example, if Chat GPT doesn't know something, it makes it up. Um, so you're you're always going to need yeah. folks to be able to 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 sub edit and um, to to fact check things, and, and so that that's ne that's never going to go away. It's just it's it's just going to be a different way of using a new type of tool. Um, so it it should be embraced. Absolutely, I, I completely agree. Like last week, I wrote a blog on it, and I used ChatGPT to write the first part of the blog, and then I critiqued what what it had written. And there seem to be a number of gaps in terms of what I've written. So it can't write you a strategy. Um, it will collate together the most common themes that you see. So it won't give you unique angles. It won't give you that personality. It wouldn't feed data into it. All those things are going to improve, right? But at the moment, um, it, it gives you a, a quick tool to get you up and running and get you some stuff and content to look at. But like you say, you've then got to fact check it. You've then got to add all the value that sits on top of it. So. I definitely feel like we should embrace it, um, but not uh, be fooled into thinking it's the answer to everything. So fascinating to hear on that. So as you'll know, at Connor, we focus um, less on the technology and we're more about to putting my tongue firmly in my cheek, putting the people into people, building trusted relationships. It seems to me that that's something you're really good at too, and we've talked a lot about it already. So how does it feel for someone who's very personable when tech is trying to fill a lot of that space? Well, I mean, obviously, the, the big concern for everyone is Skynet. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, but Skynet aside, Steve, um, you can't halt progress, can you? Uh, but you can you can ensure that there are still places for people. Um, that, that's why it's a, a vital thing that we reskill and upskill employees and, and also train the next generation to be the masters of the technology from, from a very young age. Makes perfect sense to me. So let's talk a bit more about Disrupt HR. We've kind of talked about that in the intro, but I think you've got loads of events that you've already done on this and there's some coming up this year. Um, you're involved in Disrupt HR a lot. Um, tell us, tell all our listeners about what it is in case somehow they don't know what it is. I don't know how. Well, um, it, 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 it's growing. I, I think lots of people do know, but it's it's still growing. So for those out there who haven't heard of Disrupt HR just yet, it's, um, it's unique because it provides a platform for unconventional ideas, uh, different perspectives on HR, on uh, talent, on leadership, on on tech, and various other areas. Um, it's a bit of a departure from traditional HR events, I believe, uh, which often have more of a formal and serious tone. I like to take the approach that we're a bit more chill in in the uh, disrupt HR world, um, and the fast-paced and dynamic format that disrupt HR encourages speakers to share their ideas in is is pretty engaging and pretty creative, I, I think. So, it's um, Typically, it's an evening format. The first hour or so will be networking, and then uh, you'll get some 
some uh, host like myself or whatever that chapter host will come up and maybe crack a couple of jokes, welcome the audience. And then there are 14 speakers. Um, so each of the speakers presents for five minutes. It's 20 slides and it's 15 seconds per slide. So um, uh, it's pretty tight. It's pretty fast paced. Um, it never goes perfectly, but that's OK. That's that's part of the, the nature of the event. It's uh, uh, come up, be vulnerable, sh share your new ideas, try and be disruptive in new ways. And you're going to be received by an audience of people who who um, hopefully have the same sort of mentality. Um, one other thing that I'd add about what makes the Disrupt HR brand particularly cool, I think, is um, I think there's always room for, for newbies, for, for, for people perhaps who've never spoken before in front of an audience. You know, so, for example, uh, we, we produced Disrupt HR London uh, in July of 2022 at the Royal Institution. Fantastic event. We had some huge names there. I mentioned Torin Ellis earlier on. Yep. He, he's an example. Uh, Tim Sackett, another example of someone Absolutely. Everybody, everybody would have heard of. But we also had some people in there who perhaps hadn't spoken much or had never spoken before and that's why it's a cool event because it's a forum for everyone to get out there and, and to share their ideas and network and have fun absolutely i was at disrupt hr london last year and it was absolutely fantastic and the names you mentioned really stood out for me as did a few of the other guys that were there on the night i can remember after the first three uh, people stood up i was exhausted because they impart so much information to you in such a short period of time but it's really interesting stuff and it's completely different uh, stuff that you hear wherever you go elsewhere so as an event it's fascinating um, i'm really glad to see that you're involved in it because i think you'll add a lot of value in that space and from all the other things that you do elsewhere it's a natural thing for you to kind of pick up and run with we're going to be joining you there at disrupt hr london this year um, indeed we're going to be co-organizers i can't wait to be honest with you a lot of our listeners will want to know why they should attend and how they can attend. So they know the format now, but tell us about um, why they should attend and how they can attend. Yeah, I mean, the main reason I, I, I think would be uh, so that they can see you in action, Steve, and, and the team <laughs> over at Connor. Um, I don't think I need to say much more, really. Um, be there will be a rectangle because Steve's going to be the man. He's going to be centre stage and you've got you've to gotta see you in action. But if you're looking for other other uh, reasons to attend and uh, and ways to get involved um well you're going to hear from a whole variety of uh, of awesome disruptors this particular event uh, that's coming up so that's disrupt hr 17 disrupt mm. hr london number 17 i believe um yeah it's got a bit of a, it's got a bit of a fintech focus and um you you shot me an email I think it was yesterday saying actually but i've got a bit of a fintech background so that's even Quite. better <laughs> <laughs> um, so it, it's at uh barclays rise uh which is kind of near liverpool street it's a it's a fintech incubator um, fantastic so uh if you're interested in anything to do with fintech or just generally the world of work um, then i think it will be a very fun event for you uh, we've got a limited capacity for this one uh, it's around 100 that's the only thing um but fear not listeners if you don't get to attend in person all of the presentations are recorded and they're shared on the Disrupt HR website and in their email newsletter and all the rest of it. So there will be other opportunities to check them out. Um, and if you want to if you want to learn more about the event, I'd say go to Eventbrite. Just search for Disrupt HR London. Disrupt HR is all one word, by the way. Um, and you'll be able to see you'll be able to see the agenda so far, which is uh, what's a good way of putting it. It's organic. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's building out.
Fantastic. No, it would be a brilliant event as always. Um, we'll make sure as part of this podcast, we'll get some information out to the people this podcast goes out to. We've got a lovely captive audience that'll be really interested in this and we'll make sure that they've got the uh, appropriate links and they know exactly how to book in. Um, and we'll do the same for some of your future events when you're back in Norwich, Cambridge and Toronto. Um, so can't wait. So in terms of the people you've seen do uh, their five minute speeches, tell me a couple of your favourites. I'm not very good at giving a couple. Um, That's all right. So <laughs> bear with me for about a minute. I'm just going to run through for some it. people. Um, on the on the Toronto side, uh, shout outs would include uh, Kristen Harcourt, Jane Watson, Josh Siegel, Kate Salmon, Noel Webb, uh, and that guy I keep mentioning, Rob Catalano. Yeah. <laughs> um, th these are all folks that I've spe seen speak at the Disrupt HR Toronto event, and they are fantastic. Uh, on the London side, um, so as I mentioned, the first one I got involved with on, uh, in terms of London chapter was July of last year, and we've got another one coming up, of course. But um, uh, great speakers there included um, Rochelle Haynes, uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Milner, uh, Torin Ellis, of course. of course, Adam Pacifico. Adam Pacifico, if you remember, gave one of, the, one of the most authentic talks that I've ever seen at any event. Uh, sure. And, and he, he opened up about uh, about things going on in his family life. And, Absolutely. Uh, very vulnerable and I, and I had huge respect for that um, I agree. so he, he gets a shout out and of course Tim Sackett because he's just a superstar uh, and then uh, on the Norwich side because that's another chapter that I'm, I'm involved with um, there's a lovely chap called Toby King he he uh, he saved my bacon Steve weeks ago <laughs> at, at, at the uh, at the first Norwich uh, event that I'd been involved with because we had some technical issues at the very beginning there when he came up to do the first talk and he just entertained the crowd he's a, he's a natural entertainer so he's got to get a shout out um, also, uh, Limba Gary, uh, Victoria Howe, um, Sam Eaton, Gemma Crane, um, and uh, Mark Nicholas would be on my list too. There are a bunch of others. Mike, Mike O'Flynn, Luchu, uh, Tom Oxley. I mean, they're, they're all fantastic. Yeah. We, we had a nice time in Norwich. There we go. Fantastic. Okay, so a couple of linked things here I want to kind of get your perspective on. So if you were doing Disrupt HR and you were one of the speakers, I want to know what topic you would choose to cover and link to that. I'd also like to know what other angles um, you'd like to see covered from a, or what topics you'd like to see covered from a fresh perspective that haven't been so far. These are really tough questions, Steve. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so in terms of uh, what topic would I want to talk about? Uh, I think it depends on my mood on the day, but um, today maybe something around why the people side will never go away. Uh, and and I'd, I'd focus on building communities and, and making relationships and, and why that would always matter. Of uh, course. Despite, despite the onset of the, the robots. Um, what topics would I love to see covered from, from a fresh new angle? I, I think we need to better understand how those robots will continue to augment and replace our jobs at scale because this decade um, is happening so quickly. I, I don't think people necessarily appreciate how fast it is happening. Um, <laughs> as a commentator in the space for a number of years, this is something we were talking about will happen in the future. Well, guess what? We live in the future now and it's happening right now. So yeah. I think I think something around that. I also think that the ways we measure and audit the AI is absolutely crucial. Um, and there will be a talk at Disrupt HR London uh, on May 9th um, by a guy called Emra, Emra Chasm, and um, his company, Holistic AI, they, they do exactly that. They, they, they kind of audit the, um, the algorithms 
um, within recruitment tech specifically. Uh, and it, it's a really important mission because you know you assume that this technology is um, because it's not human. Um, it, it's not. It, it's more. It's more um, infallible. But well, it's not. It, it's still open to being influenced by the biases of people. So we, it's very important to to audit that. And um, I'd love to see more content around that. Fantastic. Well, some great answers. You said there were tough questions and you came back with some great answers. So well done. <laughs> so I did, just you. want to kind of give you an opportunity. I like to do this with all guests to kind of tell us any final messages you've got. So we've been through quite a few things today, but what are the things you'd want to leave us with that we might not have covered or you want to you want to repeat because they're so important? Your choice. Oh, gosh. Um, I'm, I'll, I'll just repeat. Be kind to everybody. Be kind. Be kind to your colleagues. Be kind to your family and be kind to yourself. I think I think that's, if there's one message that people can take away from our chat today, and my take on things as as, as it currently stands, because we live in a, we live in a crazy world right now. Um, the, the, the repeat of the winter of discontent is one I heard the other day. Um, you know, it's, it's important that we are authentic and we have empathy for one another. So I'd like to leave you with, with that as, as my closing thought. Fantastic. Thank you, Bill. A man who walks the walk and talks the talk when it comes to kindness and being a human. As ever, it was a delight to bring you another podcast and talk to the ever-inspiring all-round good guy, Bill Bannum. So don't forget that Disrupt HR London 17.0 takes place on the 9th of May at Rise in London. To get tickets, contact Bill or I or go uh, onto the website that Bill mentioned earlier. We will also put a link out that goes out with this podcast when we send out the newsletter. But remember, there aren't many tickets, so once they're gone, they're gone. If you want to be a sponsor of the event and get your message to like-minded strategic HR specialists, let us know. Bill, thanks again and goodbye. <laughs>